And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith, who's in the studio with us once again, looking bright and breezy and raring to go. Mate, it's a little warmer in here than it is out there. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's pretty nasty. I it's, mean, it's very ordinary out there. I stuck my nose out the door a little while ago and I pulled it in pretty quickly, I must admit. I'm very excited about buying my daughter a PlayStation. I think I'll be using it more <laughs> than she will on the weekend. So. <laughs> well, we're talking about... Super splitting, getting your, yep. your money sooner. What, what exactly is super splitting legislation? Why so this, is it so good? Yeah, so look, this is a really topical one at the moment because super splitting is probably one of the most underutilised strategies that's available mm-hmm. where you've married well. And what I mean <laughs> by that is the concept of super splitting is passing super from your account to your spouse's account. Okay, so most mm-hmm. people aren't aware that you can do this. But one of the key things about splitting super is being able to accumulate wealth in your spouse's name. So let's have an example. Let's say I'm 50 and let's say my wife is 40 and I know that I'll reach my preservation age or my access age for super Mm. 10 years faster than my wife because of the difference in our age. Now this strategy is fantastic because what you ultimately want to do and what I find is when one side of a partnership retires, the other person wants to either reduce their hours or retire with them. And where you have like a 10-year age difference, it doesn't really matter how big the gap is. This is a great way of accumulating your super in your spouse's name and being able to access it at the same time. So super splitting allows you to split 85% of your deductible contributions, which could come from your employer from salary sacrifice Mm. or that you put in yourself at the end of the financial year, you can split 85% of those because obviously the government want their 15% of tax. And the important thing about it is it's done at the end of 30 June. So you make your contributions in a super, we get them all in by 30 June. And then in July, that's when you write to your fund and say, hey, Mr. Fund, I'd like to split this amount of my contributions to my partner's account. And you generally do it for two reasons. One, to get more of your super in the older person's name so you can get it sooner. Mm -hmm. Or two, to help a spouse who may have been caring for kids or had some time out of the workforce. It's a really good way to help them build up their superannuation as well. So you've got a balance of of superannuation resources when you retire. So you can actually split, what's the, what's the split, 85% or something like yes, that? Yes, you can, you can split 85% of what they call your concessional contributions. And concessional is just a fancy way of saying deductible. So it mm-hmm. comes from money that you put in and claim a tax deduction for. It comes through contributions where you may have salary sacrificed through your employer or the employer contributions that you get under your award that are, that are paid for you each year under the legislation. I guess it all comes down to retirement. I mean, if there's an age group like that, what happens if both retire at the same time? Well, then that's not something from, from a, a timing perspective. You don't get those same benefits and not everybody can marry somebody 10 years older or 10 years younger. Um, but it's I've a tried. Very, <laughs> it's a very good way of being able to then build up um, super in the in the spouse's mm. name that may have been caring for kids, had been studying, had some time out of the workforce and has come back and wants to build up their superannuation quickly so you have a bit of equality in relation to where you draw your income from when you retire. Well, imagine, I would imagine, Luke, there are a few that things you can't do, like uh, mm-hmm. you can't split uh, tax-free contributions. Correct, that's exactly right. So two ways that money generally goes into super. One's a taxable contribution and one's called a non-concessional contribution where you've used money in your own name that you may have had from the sale of an asset 
an inheritance, a lotto win, or wherever it may have come from, and you put that money into superannuation and you do not claim a tax deduction. So those sorts of contributions you can't split. It's only where you've claimed a deduction for the money that's gone into superannuation. So important to make that distinction because otherwise everybody will be trying to split money yeah. to, their, to their spouse to get it sooner. Yeah, and I guess you can sort of go backwards and forwards if need be, depending on circumstances. Yeah, correct. It's, it's not just a one-way street. You can always mm. you know, split money back for whatever reason, and there are a number of ways that that could be good from a strategy standpoint. Um, but I'll give you an example. I had one this week where there was 13 years difference. And when we sat in the appointment and said, well, would you like to pull stumps together? His wife was, was younger and she said, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I said, well, how are you going to fund not working mm. if we don't get the money into your husband's name? And when they actually sort of saw it on the, on, the, on the whiteboard and went, so I can claim all my deductions, I don't lose anything, that's correct. I can split 85% of what's come in from my employer and myself and then it's in his name and he can get it 13 years sooner than I could, hand me the forms, I'm rolling it over at the moment. So, you know, it's it's just about understanding that application of the strategy and the, the value of that over time because most people are going to work for a significant period of their life and you've got the ability to make these, these strategic decisions each year. Mm. And the important thing about this one is it's not cumulative. Okay, so if you don't okay. split your contributions from the financial year that ended last month or the month yeah. before, you can't go backwards and say, oh, excuse me, Mr. Superfund, I'd like to split my contributions from the 2017 year. You have to do it each year. Right. Okay. It doesn't accumulate over time like some of the other contribution strategies that we've talked about in the past. So if you're looking at doing it for the end of this financial year, better start doing it now. That's right. So at the And that's why I thought it'd be really topical today because mm. – the super fund would have processed all of the contributions to 30 June, two months ago, mm. and now is when you would write to your fund. Mm. You've claimed your deductions, you've completed all of the appropriate paperwork for your deduction, and now you write to the fund and say, hey, Mr. Fund, I'd like 85% of my contributions to go over here to my wife or husband's superannuation account, and then you lodge the form with your respective fund. Okay, so how and when is it done? So as we say, it's yeah. it's really an end of financial year thing. So you don't have to worry about doing it during the year because you can't. Mm. It's really something that is a good trigger for me. Lodge your tax return, lodge your super splitting form if you're going to do it. Right. So it's one of those contributions that goes hand in hand with getting money in during the financial year. And then in July, sitting down and going, okay, do I need to split it? Do I want to split it? And how much do I choose to split and then lodging the appropriate paperwork with your fund where you nominate where the money will go. So you generally put your partner's details on the form, lodge it with your super fund, and then they will facilitate the transfer of asset for you. Okay, so you say July. We're into August. It's not too late? No, it's okay. You can do it any time during this financial year for the last one. So you're always working retrospectively as opposed to most super contribution strategies which we try and be prospective with. So to do it for this year, you'd wait till July, August next year. Spot on, Mm -hmm. exactly right. So you get your tax return done, get to the end of the financial year and then split what you've put in because it gives your fund some time to lodge the appropriate paperwork, claim the deductions and then you um, you can move it wherever you want. But you've got to make sure your deduction notices are lodged with Correct. The, with the fund before so. Beforehand. Correct. Exactly right. Exactly right. So where you make a personal contribution, and that is just money that I've had in the bank, and if I threw that into super at the end of the financial year, I need to tell the fund that I'm claiming that as a deduction. Right. And that's really important because if you don't, not only will you miss out on your tax deduction, 
but that will then be treated as a tax-free payment into super and you won't be able to split it. So make sure you've lodged your deduction notice and then consider splitting it over to a, a spouse if that's what you want to do. So Luke, when it comes to the, the, the how it's done, yep. um, you have to apply to your fund? Okay. You do, yeah. that's right. So every fund... And they make well, the cash. Correct. Some some funds will offer it. You need to check with your, your fund provider. Some some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be a fee for it. There may not be. Again, check with your respective fund. The other thing to keep in mind here as well is you can't do this with the defined benefit schemes we have here in the ACT. So CSS, PSS, DFRDB and MSBS, the contributions that people make towards mm-hmm. that fund, you can't take advantage of this strategy but you could take advantage of it if you were salary sacrificing or using a normal fund around your defined benefit scheme. That will give you the flexibility to do what we're discussing today, but you can't do it if the defined benefit scheme is your only super fund. And you can't split to uh, to someone that's already at their Commonwealth preservation age. What does that mean? Correct, right. So what that means is depending on the year that you're born, you reach your preservation age, which is the access age for super. So anybody born after 1965, their access age is 60. Mm. So if I'm 60 and my wife is 50, she can't split to me because I've already met my preservation age and I can take the money straight out of super. So this is a strategy I wanted to bring to people's attention because it's one that's good for many, many years, Mm. but you need to be proactive and get that money into the older person's name so that they could potentially reach 60, retire, and then take out money on a tax-free basis to be able to fund lifestyle or to cover the younger person moving to, say, three days a week, and then they've got some ability to, to access money to change that the, mm. the amount of wage that they're going to draw um, so you can continue to live the lifestyle that you're after. Okay, the main points is we go to a commercial break to, to just the summation, as we say. Well, split 85% of your deductible contributions. Remember, you can't split tax-free contributions. Split them at the end of the financial year, so now's a great time for the last financial year. Mm. And obviously apply to your fund and make sure your paperwork is, uh, is, is rock solid. Okay, we're talking with Luke Smith as we do this uh, time every Friday afternoon from Envision Financial. We're talking about super splitting. Luke, how does this strategy work when, when, uh, with others when, you, when you're planning your retirement? Yeah, so as we sort of said before the ad break, the, the premise behind this one is obviously to get money into your spouse's name, be it they're older than you and then obviously you can access it sooner. That's a, a very attractive um, benefit of this strategy and also then to bolster the superannuation of a partner who may have been out of the workforce or who's been looking after kids or has been off studying and, and, and wants to keep building up their uh, their retirement assets. One of the big benefits of this strategy, if we then put it in line with some others, is we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the carried forward concessional legislation, which just means that of the $25,000 balance that you have to put into super each year, whatever you don't use, you can carry forward for up to five years, provided that your super is less than half a million dollars. So if we think about that, if you wanted to catch up multiple years of contributions and then split a really big lump sum into a spouse's name before they were about to retire, this would be a really good way to dovetail both of those strategies together and be able to have as much money in super as possible that you could access from 60 obviously being tax-free. So that's a really good way to, to, to do this. I find the other big kicker here as well is that it's, it's non-cumulative. So you need to be doing something if you're going to do it. I'd rather tell people about it now than too often people come into my office and it's either too late because the older partner 
is at their preservation age mm. or they're just about to retire and they haven't been making contributions. So I think being aware of it is very, very important. Whether you use it or not, then that's completely up to you and your situation. But I'd rather people be aware of it because when I tell people that you can do this, they just look at me and go, no, that can't be right. Mm. Well, it sort of is. You can, yeah. You can. And you can access your capital sooner. Well, again, it's 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 then the the big kicker is if you've got more money in super and you can start a tax-free income stream, you can bolster the value of pensions. Another good reason to use this sort of strategy is to address potentially going over what we call the transfer balance cap, which is the maximum amount of money that you can have in super and draw a tax-free pension from. So splitting super leading into retirement, if you've got too much, is a good way to address the transfer mm. balance cap. So mm. it's always about looking at your personal situation and understanding how we can maximise the flexibilities of super and the way that you accumulate. And this is a very, very good one for uh, for building your wealth in a tax-effective manner. What about large contributions using the carried-forward legislation? Well, as you say, that's, that's what we just sort of touched on, where mm. if you put four or five years that's of contributions in, okay. in one go, yeah. yep, same thing, different word. Um, but again, it's a really good way to combine those two and, and make the most of your tax-deductible contributions because both parties, both both sides of the, the transaction, can still claim all of their personal deductions. You don't take one from another, so you've still got all of your deductibility there, and then you can obviously move things forward and, and, and contribute to each other as you need, depending on where you're going to draw your income from and what your broader resources are in relation to your assets. So it's cumulative over time. Can, yeah. Well, it, it's, well it's, it's... But you can't, you can't do it retrospectively. Exactly right. Use it or lose it. Exactly right. Mm. Exactly right. You need to be doing it each year. Otherwise, it is definitely use it or lose it. Um, so people need to be mindful of that because if you could go backwards and say, listen, I'd like to split the last 10 years of contributions, I think most funds would run out of, of cash to be able to transfer things from fund to fund. So obviously make sure you do it each year. Stick it in the diary. When you're going to go and see your accountant, make sure you get your fund form, fill it out, lodge it with the fund and, and, and make the most of this year's strategy because you'll, you'll lose it if you don't use it. It can be quite complicated if you don't know exactly what you're up against. Well, and I think that's why it was very... tricks for new players there. Yeah, look, exactly. And I think this is one that is very underutilised. Even if there's a couple of years difference between between partners, it's still worth doing because that's two or three years that you could potentially fund the younger person's retirement Mm. with tax-free money from the older person's super. So, you know, whether it's two years, 18 months or 10 years difference, there's, there's huge value in being able to access your money sooner on a tax-free basis where you retire over the age of 60 and then you can go and have your holidays. If if we're ever able to travel again, you'll be able to pull money <laughs> out of super from the older person's oh, these account and, um, and, and pay for holidays on a tax-free basis. It's great for paying off houses, reducing uh, deductible interest loans on, say, investment properties. So getting the money into the older person's name can have a number of flow-on strategies that can then give you the flexibility you're after when you actually do retire. And you don't miss out on a deduction yourself. No, that's right. Mm. So you can have a $25,000 limit or more your partner can have a $25,000 limit or more and then obviously you can split things between the two of you regardless of what you've done as individuals. This is available to you and it's something that, again, over time can have a a really good cumulative effect because if you start now and continue doing this at 30, 40, Mm. 50 years, You can get a lot of money into the older person's name yeah. and get it a lot sooner. Okay, it's a great way to get money into a more flexible fund, I guess, or, or use shares if the other if the other one can't. Yeah, look, and great point. So depending on what fund you're in, 
look at it, you're all over it. Depending on what fund you're in, let's say I was in a really restrictive employer fund, let's just say, mm. and my wife was in a much more flexible fund and we wanted to buy some shares in something, we could use the super splitting strategy to keep the money in the superannuation environment but have a wider range of investment choices and options that may not be available in the particular fund that I'm in. So again, a really good way to do that. Another good strategy is to pay for uh, insurance. Let's say the premium mm-hmm. for my husband's life insurance, he's older, it costs more. I could split some of my super into his account that could then be used to cover some of the premium, which would be a good strategy to save us using our own money Mm -hmm. where it may or may not be deductible. So there are a few little add-ons that that you can have some ancillary benefits with when you think about this strategy. Okay, a fair bit of information in there, Luke. Let's let's just recap it and sort of do the dot points on it. Sure. So use it or you lose it. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Um, Check that your fund offers it. Not all funds do. It's it's not mandatory. Um, make sure you've lodged your deductible notices if you've put money in and you want to claim a tax deduction. Claim your deduction first and then split it. And then obviously, to wrap up the broader strategy, think with the end in mind. Little bits along the journey can end up with large capital amounts that can be more accessible and potentially tax-free over the age of 60. So doing a little bit sooner can have a very, very good cumulative effect on your access to capital when you retire. But it's not exactly dependent entirely on age difference, is it? No, not at all. No. I say that's just one of the key mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah. As I say, it's also really good for people that have got a low super balance. You want to get around the transfer balance cap. You want to fund insurance premiums. You want to have more flexible investment options. They're all ancillary reasons to consider this strategy as well. The big kicker or the big value for people that have married well with a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of guys tell me that who marry a younger woman. They tell me that's a that they've married well. Um, it's it's gives them the flexibility so that you can actually do things together when you retire yeah. and the younger person's not forced to keep working when you're off playing golf, fishing and, and wanting to go on holiday. Yeah, I suppose it's a whole different thing, but we do have a couple of seconds up our sleep. What happens if you split? Then generally speaking, the, the, the family it's lawyers... It's a whole story for a different day, I guess. Well, I think the, <laughs> the, the family lawyers I talk to generally say that yeah. if it's been split, it'll be split back. Okay, okay. So it's, you're not going to lose it if you decide that you're not in love anymore. Um, you'll be able to get to the bottom of it. And, Take and, your superannuation and go. <laughs> well, and they generally get hold of it somehow. So <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Exactly right. If people want more information, I wouldn't doubt that they do on this one because it's quite an interesting one. Mm. And as you say, it's a little thought of one, isn't it? Oh, look, I think it's, it's very underutilised for a range yeah. of different reasons. Um, and I think, you know, we've touched today on, on, on a, some of the key benefits. But 6260-4749, give us a call, come and have a chat. Come and have a bit of a health check. Show us what's going on. And if we can point these things out and and, and give you some strategies to take care of what you're doing, great. We've got the podcast, Strategy Stacker, where we talk about the show. That's on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra. So subscribe to that and you can catch the videos from the show. And we've got all the key takeouts that you can pause and read and and write down. and we've also got the, the Knowledge Centre. So www.envisionfinancial.com.au. Go to the Knowledge Centre there. You can subscribe to that for free. And there's a whole library of technical information. And this will be one of them. Fantastic. Always good to talk. And uh, you'll be back with Leon next week. By the way, in the, in the commercial break, you asked me where the Raiders are playing. The Raiders are v Panthers at Panthers Stadium tomorrow night All at right. 7.35. Well, Whitehead said they're, they're, they're odds on. So let's, <laughs> yeah. let's see if he can honour that one. Good on you, Luke. Have a good week, mate. See you next week, mate.